Because they're going to practice their song and sing it for us in just a minute. Hills Ranch Church. We appreciate you being here. If you're a guest with us this morning, thank you so much for being here with us. Um, enjoy the flies today. We, we brought those just for you. Um, well, we are excited to have you and uh, hopefully you had a great week and we got some great things going on today. Uh, here in just a minute, as soon as our meet and greet's over, our children are going to come and sing uh, for us and so we're excited about that. So if they can just be ready for that, Susie. Um, we are a Come As You Are Cowboy Church. If you've never been here, we would love to have everybody. Everybody's welcome, but we do things a little Western. We keep it cowboy, and we enjoy it. Amen? Um, we meet here every Sunday at 1030, so if you don't have a church home, you're welcome to come uh, visit us and, and be a part of our uh, church here. If you want some information, if you're a new uh, guest and you don't uh, know anything about our church, out there on the guest table is some information about our church. If you want to know what we believe, uh, why we believe it, our core values, all that fun stuff, you can grab that. We don't take an offering here at Thousand Hills, 
But if you feel led to give, uh, there's a feed bucket out there on the table. You just throw in whatever the Lord leads you. There's a small blue bucket as well uh, that uh, goes toward our covered arena fund. And um, so we're excited about that, and uh, we're excited about what God's doing there. But thank you, uh, those of you that give. A wedding shower. We have a wedding shower on, what day is it? June, no. Yeah, June 18th at the bank on 7th in Texas from 2 to 4 for Malia McMurphy and Kelly Wheeler. Are they here today? Again? They're kind of on vacation, maybe? Well, the, the wedding shower is from 2 to 4 on June 18th. They're registering at Bed Bath & Beyond, Beyond the Door, Persimmon Creek, and Walmart. And so uh, if you want to be a part of that wedding shower, see Karen. Uh, Shiflet, or if you want to just come, just show up from two to four. It's come, come and go kind of deal. Uh, we would appreciate that. Um, today, <laughs> we're excited. Today, um, <clears throat> we are actually uh, heading to youth camp in uh, Luders, Texas. Anybody ever been to Luders, Texas? Me neither. <laughs> Melissa's been there. Uh, but well, we are headed, as soon as church is over, we're going to take six of our teams, and um, Jandy Overton is actually going as a sponsor uh, on the women's side, and myself. And we are going down to what they have is a uh, American Fellowship of Cowboy Church camp in Luders, Texas, which is just kind of north of Abilene, Texas. And uh, so we're going to take six of our, our students down there. If you're a student that's going, if you would just stand real quick, if you're going to camp today, come on, stand on up. Don't be shy. All right, these, these students right here are going. Um, we are excited about um, what God's going to do in their lives, and we're, we appreciate them uh, being willing to go. It's going to be an exciting new thing that we're starting, and we're just going to see what God can do. I want to pray for these uh, teenagers as we go, so if you'll join me in a word of prayer. Lord, we uh, thank you for an opportunity for our teenagers to attend camp. And Lord, I just pray as we leave today that, first of all, that you'd give us a safe trip and that you would just get us down there safely. And Lord, we pray for these teenagers. We pray that uh, as they go down to camp, that you would just bless them, that you would show them uh, yourself. And may they, if they don't know you personally, may they find you. Um, and may they begin a relationship with you. And if they do know you, Lord, may they just grow in their passion and their love for you. I thank you for their parents. I pray that you'd be with them as their, uh, their babies are away. I just pray that you would just give them a peace and that they would just be committed to pray also for their students. Well, we thank you so much for today. In your name I pray. Amen. All right, at this time, I want you guys to stand and uh, shake somebody's hand. You guys can be seated. Thank you so much.
All right. Give them another hand. They did a great job. Our children can go ahead and go to Children's Church. If you want to take them to Children's Church, that'd be awesome. Uh, if you've got a sixth grade or under, they can go ahead and head. And our teachers, thank you guys.
just thank you so much for this beautiful morning, God. And I just thank you for songs such as this last one, God, that you can just give us here on earth, God, that we can just use to praise you and that we can be reminded of all you do for us and your purpose coming here on earth, God, and our purpose being here on earth. I just pray that you'll be with all the teenagers as they go to youth camp this week, God, that you will just touch their lives, God, and just um, give them strength and hope just to carry on through their teenage years with all the trials and tribulations that you give them. I pray for all the unspoken prayer requests in this room, God, that you'll just help every person in here. And I just pray this in your name. Amen. sing you a little song. I don't know if you'll know it or not, but maybe you will. We rewrote a little verse to this, and we're going to sing it here in just a second, but you just sing this with us. You know it. Happy trails to you until we meet again. Sing it. Happy trails to you It's my night to live You guys listen and sing this one with us. You guys may have heard this one as well. It goes a little like this. Um, it goes, Happy trails to you. It's great to say hello. And to share with you the trail we come to know. It started on the day that we met Jesus. We came into our hearts and that actually goes with the sermon today, okay? If James, the writer of the book of James, would write a version of Happy Trails, it would be like this. Now, my draw isn't getting worse. It's actually a different word. Happy, it goes like this. Happy trials to you. I know you'll persevere. Happy trials to you. Don't give the way to fear. Cause God is always there to never leave you He's given me these trials to complete you Happy trials to you Till we meet up there Right? 
it's a, it's a lie because you will go through trials no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, and no matter how good of a person you are, no matter how righteous you are, you are going to go through trials. So valleys are inevitable. Number two, we learned that we must face our trials with joy. And you say, with joy, I'm supposed to be happy that I got my arm ripped off in the oil rig? <laughs> no. I mean, joy is, is this confident peace that we have knowing that Christ will walk through us through our trials. Does that make sense? And so we've got to face our trials with joy. And then the third one was this. Trials develop our faith. They grow our faith. When you go through a trial, I mean, I've, I've been through trials. I've been through stuff. I mean, anything. When you go to break a horse, if the horse is hard to break or hard to start, I, I don't know about you, but I usually learn more from that horse that's harder to start. And again, I, I used the example of last week. I had some hard teachers in school, and I had some easy teachers in school, but I guarantee I learned more from the hard teachers. I had some hard bosses, some hard people that, that – uh, you know, that were my bosses, and, and, and I've had some easy bosses, and I guarantee you I learned more from the hard ones. Um, so trials develop our faith. Well, we're going to continue that theme of what trials can produce today, and we're going to look at what trials, what the reward is for trials. If you'll turn your Bibles to James chapter 1. If you don't have it, it will be up on the screen, James chapter 1. We're going to look at one simple verse uh, today together. James chapter 1. There's a fly in my water. <laughs> Anybody got a filter? <clears throat> All right, let's look at this together. James chapter 1. Great verse. Listen as I read it. It says this. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. Because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Great verse. Let me read it again. You guys follow along. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those that love him. Well, I'm going to start off by telling you a little story. I, uh, I hate preaching about this subject. You know why? Because as soon as I start preaching about it, the trials start coming. Yeah, you with me? I mean, as soon as I preach about something, then the trials start beginning. You know, the other day, uh, this past week, I was uh, I had the opportunity to go uh, work some cows, or you know, actually we were we were uh, separating some steers from some heifers and shipping the steers off, and then we preg checked all a bunch of cows and stuff. And I prayed. I remember before I left the house, I said, okay, God, there are some unchurched cowboys that are going to be there today, and I want you to use me to be a witness to them. That was the wrong prayer. <laughs> I thought, man, God's going to open a door, and I'm going to be able to answer this question that they have on their hearts, and I'm going to be able to share Jesus with them, and they're going to come to Christ through me being able to share with them you know about Jesus. Now, look at my wonderful wife. Thank you, sweetheart. Hey, by the way, my, my mustache is gone. All for the sake of love. That's all I got to say. We've made out more than ever now. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> hey, it's legal, my friends. It's legal. I know. I better stop right there. Anyways, so so I prayed, and I said, okay, God, use me. I'm going to be around some unchurched cowboys. Use me in a mighty way so that I can reach these cowboys for Christ. Well, again, wrong prayer. Here's the first thing that happened. I, I get there, and we're working some, you know, we're separating some steers from some heifers, and I'm, I'm sorting out these steers from these heifers, and I'm trying to bring them by one at a time. Well, as they come by, these suckers are wild. And if you've ever been around a steer, you know, some wild cattle, they like to do this run, jump, and kick all in the same little action. Anybody ever been there? Yeah, they're coming by you, and you're just kind of scooting out of the way, and they do that. Woo! Kapow! And, and he did that, and he hit me right in the side of my calf right there. Oh, a four-way, five-way calf. Oh, man, it, it stung. It took me to the ground. All these cowboys are watching, and here I am on the ground. You know, look at how quick I got up. Really quick. So I 
was the first thing. Well, then I uh, get on the uh, tub, and there's this platform, you know, on these tubs where you can kind of overlook the tub, and you can push the cattle through the chute. Well, I was standing on that tub, and at the end of that tub, there was this gap about yay wide. Well, I didn't see the gap. And I walked off the platform of that tub and joined my elbow and crushed my elbow. And again, that'll make a preacher want to cut. I'm just telling you. Well, then, after all that, then, I, I, I don't know if there was this cowboy just, I don't know, I don't know. But anyways, there was this cowboy there, and he was just a hired hand, just like me. I mean, he was getting paid, you know, whatever to get, you know, just like I was. Well, he took it upon himself to think that he was the boss for the day. This is the cowboy that I'm trying to reach, right? Well, there wasn't anything that I couldn't do right. Get out of the way. Watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. I mean, he's just yelling. Every time I did something, get out of the way. Close that gate. You didn't lock it. I mean, he's just sitting there yelling at me. And I'm just thinking, I'm going to rip your living head off. If you, and I've been in the love of Jesus, but I was like, you better stop going away. Jump off this horse and break your, never mind. So anyways, he's yelling at me. So I'm just, I'm just like, come on. And I, I wanted to throw my hat and all that, but I didn't do it. Well, that was the end of that day. Well, I get up the next morning, and I go back. And, and, and actually, I get out to, um, to saddle my horse. I tie my horse to the hitching post. I put my saddle on my horse. All I have latched is the pulling collar strap that goes on the horse. That's all I have latched. My horse split in two, tore the hitching post to shreds, took off bucking with half the hitching post dragging it, my saddle slinging like this, back and forth. Finally, he steps on my saddle, breaks my pulling collar, and runs off. Another great morning. Then, I get back to the same place where we were at Kaz before, and we're going to pray 200 mama cows, and the same guy's there, ready to chew on me every step of the way. And I, I don't know about you, but, but, but here's the thing, here's the icing on the cake. I, I knew that I had a sorry attitude. I knew that I wasn't gonna, I wasn't, I didn't have a right attitude toward this guy that was chewing on me. And here's what God said. He said, Bo, I want you to apologize to him. And I was like, Heck no. <laughs> that guy's the jerk. Did you not see him yelling at me? That guy's the jerk. I am not apologizing to him. Well, I made it through all the morning. We prayed check 200 cows, and I made it through all the morning without ever having to apologize. And I get home, and I, I, I just, I'm miserable. I cannot think straight. I am so upset, so mad, so bitter. So full, I just, just want to punch whatever comes my way. And then God reminded me, he said, Bob, I told you to apologize to him. And uh, I don't know about you, but to humble yourself, especially in front of cowboys who have a lot of pride, but to humble yourself and, and to say, okay, God, because here's the deal. I was more worried about what those cowboys would think about me than I was being obedient to God. And I was failing the test. Well, finally, I just had to swallow it. And I just said, okay, God, I'll, I'll apologize. I called him up on the phone. And I said, you know what? I said, I had a sorry attitude. You know, you, you were yelling at me a little bit. It's probably my fault. I just wanted to apologize because my attitude was poor against you. You know what? He didn't give a rip. I mean, he just says, hey, thanks. Yeah, I mean, if that doesn't throw salt in the wound and all that. But here's the deal. <clears throat> here's the deal. I, I, again, I was more worried about what he would think rather than what God would think. Now, here was the result of what I did. You know what? As soon as I gave it to the Lord, as soon as I was obedient, as soon as I said yes to the Lord, guess what happened? I received instant peace. Instant release. Instant Joy, instant, I wanted to cry. I, I hated it. I hated humbling myself. I knew that he would probably go back to his prison and say, you know what, that bow's a sis. But I couldn't, I couldn't give in to what, what he would think. I had to be obedient to God. So at first, you know what, I failed the test. 
I didn't do it as soon as God said do it. But at the end, I finally gave in, and I finally did what was right. And I'm telling you, the reward was worth it. Listen, today we're going to talk about that. This single verse gives us and shows us what the rewards are for enduring trials that we face. And so what are the rewards? Look at it with me. Verse 12, here's, here's the number one point. What's the number one reward? Happiness. Happiness. You know what that, look at, look at verse 12. It says, blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. You know what that word blessed means? Happy. And you say, well, what's happy mean? I mean, I thought we talked about that last week. Happy and joy are two different things, right? Happy is based on our circumstances. Joy is based on our confidence in the Lord. But happiness in this, you know, it, it actually means blessed, right? Uh, and, and here's the deal. The world's definition of happiness is this. You ready? Because I fall into this, and many of you fall into this too. The world's definition of happiness is this. The absence of trials. The absence of pain, the absence of heartache, the absence of persecution, the absence of death, the absence of loss. That's the world's idea of happiness. If I don't have any trials, if I don't have any loss, if I don't have any pain, then I can be happy. Now, here's the thing. It is not possible. If you haven't noticed yet, the world is, is I mean, it, depression is at, at the highest rate that it's ever been. And, you know, suicide is at the highest rate it, it's ever been. I mean, pain, heartache, all that stuff is at the highest rate it's ever been. You know why? Because people believe that they can do without trials. And when they happen, they don't know how to handle them. That's the world's view. No trials, no persecution, none of that. I'm not going to deal with any of that. Now, here's the Lord's definition. You know what the Lord's definition of happiness is? It's not the absence of trials, but the victory over them. Think about it. It's not the absence of trials because it's impossible to go through this life without having trials, right? You know what the Lord's definition is? It's the victory over them, the healing over our pain, the comfort from the Father, the sharing in his sufferings that Christ shared for us. You know what the truth is? According to the world's definition, it's impossible because, again, trials are part of life. But here's another truth. We cannot get rid of the trials in our life. Think about it. Some of you guys have health issues. It's a part of life. Some of you guys have relationship issues. It's a part of life. Some of you guys have work issues. It's a part of life. You cannot get rid of of trials in your life. Now here's the key. You have to embrace them. I know I said this last week, but it's an important thing. As soon as I ran from that trial, from a, you know, from apologizing to that guy, you know what? I didn't learn diddly squat. I got more bitter and more bitter and more bitter. But as soon as I said, okay, God, I'll embrace this trial. I know you're trying to teach me something. I know you're going to use this in a sermon. Dad gum it. <laughs> as soon as I said, okay, God, as soon I embraced my trial and I, I did what God wanted me to do. Listen, I learned my lesson. And I obeyed God and God received the glory. And you say, you say, well, how do we stand that test? It's only possible through Jesus Christ. You know, the only way that I was able to apologize to that guy is through the power of the Holy Spirit. I could have not done it on my own. If I, if I didn't have Jesus in me, he'd have been knocked off his horse and I'd have been tuning on him in the Lord, you know, in the name of the Lord. But how do we stand that? We have to do it through Jesus Christ. Philippians 4.13, if you pull it up, it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So what is the number one reward for, for uh, when we face trials, when we endure trials? It's, it's happiness. And happiness, again, is based on our relationship with God. The number two reward is this, eternal life. Look at the verse again, verse 12. Go back up to it. It says, blessed is the man who perseveres under trial, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. When he has stood the test, 
he will receive the crown of life. You say, well, what's that mean? I mean, what's the crown of life? Well, back in the day, the Roman athletes back in the day, in the Bible's day, they received those wreaths. You know, remember those wreaths that were made out of leaf? Remember those? The Roman athletes. That's what they received was those, those wreaths because they won and, and they persevered and they endured. Our, in a rodeo, you know, in our, in our Western culture, you know what the crowns are for us? Belt buckles. Right? Belt buckles. This is Cheyenne's belt buckle. She, uh, she was Northwest District uh, 4-H Junior Western Judge. She judged in that 2005. Listen, a lot of people pursue these belt buckles. They pursue all these things in this world. And it's not, it's not bad to do that. I mean, be the best that you can be. Win all the buckles that you want. But listen, it's not about the glory or the honor in this earth. It's about the glory and the honor of our Lord. That's what it's about. The crown of life. Listen, it's, it's, it's the ultimate reward for the believer. The ultimate reward. Now, here's an important truth. Because this verse can maybe mislead somebody. It, endurance does not earn eternal life. Think about it. It says if you, if you will endure your trials, you will have eternal life. Listen, endurance does not earn eternal life. You know what endurance does? It shows that we have Christ in our life. It's the proof that we have Jesus in our life. When we endure, God gets the glory. Because here's the deal. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, and it's up there. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourself. It is the gift of God. Not by works so that no one can boast. You know what endurance is? Endurance is the proof of our faith and our love for God. Listen, the way to God's winner's circle is by placing your faith in him and loving him even under Trials, even under trials. And so here's my question for you today. Are you passing the test? I know some of you are going through some hard times right now. I know some of you are facing things in relationships right now. I know you might be having some strains with your teenage, you know, girl or boy. I know some of you might have some trials at work. Uh, you know, some of you guys are facing some health issues. I know I get calls, you know, all the time saying, I, I got this test. This is what's going on. Listen, are you passing the test of your trials? Listen, we all fail the test. If you look at me and you go, Bo's perfect. He does everything always right. No, I don't. I don't do everything. I didn't do it right that in this instance. But listen, there is power in knowing Jesus Christ. God can give us the power to overcome our trials. Look at Romans 8, 35 and 37. It says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? And, and in verse 37 it says, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We are more than conquerors. Our hardships, our trials cannot separate us. From the love of Christ. And so here's the question again. Are you receiving the rewards of enduring trials? I mean, are you happy? You know, a lot of people, I, I look at them and they say they're Christians, but they're not happy. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that, but I kind of noticed that. They, I mean, they, they say, yeah, I love Jesus, but they're just a crabby, crabby person. <laughs> Listen. We're all going to face trials. We're all going to go through hardships. We're all going to you know, face pain. But listen, we ought to possess that happiness that only comes through God. Because here's the deal. We have victory over sin. We have received in Jesus Christ eternal life. One of these days I'm going to die and I'm going to get to go to heaven. You know what that makes me? That makes me happy. Am I going to face trials? Every day I'm going to face trials, but I can be happy knowing that I know Jesus Christ and I have a personal relationship with him. Do you? Do you know him personally? Maybe you're trying to go through these trials all by yourself. Uh, maybe you're trying to, you know, like I, I try to, I mean, asking for forgiveness from somebody that, you, I mean, doesn't probably deserve it. And you just can't do it because you don't possess Jesus. 
trials in your life is through the power of Jesus Christ. I want to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes for just a second.
if things are going good, may we just lift those up if things are going bad. And may we prepare for those things that are going to come by reading your word, filling our hearts with your word, so that we can be strong when those trials hit. And we thank you for your word. In my prayer. Thank you so much for being here. If you're going to camp today, we're going to meet right out uh, by my black pickup right out here. If you're going to camp today, if your parents want to get all their luggage and put it in the black pickup, I appreciate it. Yeah.